Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hello there, friends. This um, You've got very croaky, Ellie. We're just talking about tree frogs. I'm not a tree frog, but I'm a bit horse no croaky i'm a cross between a horse and a frog are you are you with us sam is your internet still uh, misbehaving i've got an issue with my microphone let's well you fiddle with your mic and i'll talk about some stuff um this is a really exciting episode once again we've got some stuff to talk to you about there's um a, a subject we're going to talk about but ahead of that a couple of things number one is um, I'm going to Thailand. Don't no, know you're not. I am. I am, and I've not been. I've not set foot out of the country since before COVID. So um, I'm very excited about. Uh, as long as I remember to get a passport. Are they going to let you in? Well, yes. Do you know what? I haven't been to Thailand for twenty years. Mm. Twenty years. So I'm very excited. I, ne- I need to do that, and I will remember. Um, so I'm going. I'm going with our dear friend Kim Raysmith, who we interviewed on the podcast a long time ago. Kim is superstar retreat lady, um, <laughs> yoga teacher, breathwork teacher, uh, lots of um, strings to, strings to her bow. Is that right? That's right. And we're interested in all the same stuff. She loves um, uh, cold water therapy, as you know, and dressing up like Elvis. Although I haven't dressed up as Elvis recently, so we're going to go and have a blast in Thailand on this women's retreat. So uh, we've got an episode coming up where Kim and I are going to talk uh, in depth about retreats, but I just wanted to pepper it in here because if you've got the bug and if you're looking for something extremely nourishing to do in the new year and you fancy an alcohol-free retreat with a bunch of wonderful women in a gorgeous place in Thailand, a gorgeous beach in Thailand, purpose-built retreat f- facility, then uh, get in touch. There's a link which will be in the show notes. You can book a call with Kim and she'll tell you all about it, give you all the info. It's the back end of April. I should have checked the date before we came on, shouldn't I? But back end of April, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And so, and and if you're interested um, and you want to hear more, there will be an episode coming out in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about it in more detail. So that's announcement number one, numero uno. Announcement number two is um, it's akin to the horse and the frog. We've got a lovely lady who listens to the podcast and she takes our waffles about animals and other things and makes them into beautiful art. Yeah. Beautiful Thanks. art. Thanks, Alison. It's pretty amazing that you do what you do. We love it. She's uh, absolutely incredible. And she's um, shocked. There's one in particular, the cow with the cow's eye. Oh, my God. It makes me cry every time I look at it. So you can now be the proud owner just in time for Christmas. <laughs> Of, of a tote bag with a cow's eye on it and it's and it's beautiful and not just that there's there's a basically a bunch of present and sober merch i'm gonna say i feel like you're doing this back to front ellie crow but you've got there so go on keep going oh back to front well it, well it doesn't really matter how it comes out as long as it comes out my, one of my favorite things about this whole thing is that we've been building it in the background and waiting for the right time to launch it and one of our eagle-eyed I don't know how she did this, but somebody, one of our fans, 
she found, she found the store and she bought one of the t-shirts so she's like number one bought a t-shirt yeah. before anybody else of uh, the lovely magpie the magpie that walks around my garden in boots yeah in dms so um i, th- I think what happened there was it was uh the link was live um because i was you know playing around and creating stuff and whatnot and then she swooped in swooped in like a magpie, magpie. found a shiny thing um but yeah, this is the big announcement. The merch store is officially open. The present is <laughs> And as you'll know, like we try and find out ways of kind of um, where people can, this has been the biggest requested thing, actually, pretty much. People want to support the podcast. Um, people want to, you know, we, we really appreciate that. And um, turns out that you lot think some of this weird shit we say is actually quite funny and worth a giggle. And um, the fact that... Uh, it's these things, these just random comments have been turned into like art that can live on, uh, not yeah. just in our minds, but on our bodies um, in the form of T-shirts and stuff. Not offering tattoos yet. Um, mm. Yet. <laughs> That's not Imagine a, a pampas grass tattoo. <laughs> we actually, um, Alison, we do need some pampas grass actually for the, um, we haven't oh, got yeah. pampas grass T-shirt yet. Well, I'm not quite sure what you, oh, the upside down pineapple as well. We'd have like a whole. I'm not sure this is how the requests work, is it? But swingers then... merch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need a swingers line. Um, yeah, but anyway, whether or not you are interested in the swingers line, it's there. All you need to do is go to shop.presentandsober.com. I'll repeat that. I feel like I'm on the radio. Shop.presentandsober.com. And you can go and shop present and sober, which is. See what I did there with the web address? It's quite clever, isn't it? Um, yeah. And like, you know, why not get yourself a little gift for Christmas? All that kind of stuff. Um, Sober treats. Thank you Sober in advance for any support. That's uh, much appreciated. Right. Yes. And, yeah. And thank you again to Alison because it's uh, it, w- it wouldn't be the same if it just said present and sober on the T-shirt. It'd still be cool. but it Although be. there are cool things like that that are also an option. So if anyone would like those, whatever, whatever yes. takes your fancy. Um, include you can have a beanie hat so you can look oh, yeah, at Mr. Hats. Sam. There's, there's hats right now. There is a there are a few limited skews. Look at me with my lingo. Um, but we have hats, we have beanie hats, so you can look like me. I need to get a beanie hat. Uh, t- a, a range of t shirts. Um, you can also get one that's got a lovely pair of hands on it for the be where your hands are, which is quite cool. Um, there's a tote bag, and there's more to come. And we will be having limited edition things. We'll just like, you know, randomly release something limited edition. A few things that we've uh, that we've got ready to rock next year and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And please do take some pictures of you with your merch and post them on the the group and outside of the group, actually. Yeah, um, stick them on social. Yeah, get them all over social. We need a hashtag so someone can come up with them. Um, Hashtag present and sober, I think, is probably the way to go. Well, yeah, but what about, like, shop? Shopping. Hashtag present and sober. Come on. Mm. That's the way to go. We'll have to... We can can chat about this. There's there's good... I mean, we could have something else. There's good reason for it to be present and sober. So for now, we'll have that. And then we'll we'll have that. Change it. We'll circle back on this at another time. Right. So... Thanks for your patience. Um, if you've just joined us after fast forwarding the first bit, hello. You can buy some merch. Yeah. <laughs> and you <laughs> come to Thailand retreat. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, we got you. Um, yeah, today we're going to talk about 
Uh, we haven't titled it or anything yet. We were having a conversation about this the other day and we thought, why not uh, record some of it? Because it was super cool. Talking about our senses and just the magic of getting all of our kind of sensory experience back after either reducing drinking or whatever, you know, but going alcohol free, whatever our journey is. Um, and just how it's, uh, yeah, how it's a multifaceted topic, right? So don't know where do you want to start ellie we don't have a plan today who knows what's going to happen this could be a shit show and we'll we'll release it anyway as you always <laughs> well. say well we we were talking about this because well there's something very exciting which we'll we'll um tease in another episode but something that we were working on with some other um coaches from this naked mind and we were saying we hadn't talked about kind of this subject matter for quite a while and it's it's really interesting to revisit it because this far down the road being alcohol free i think it's it's easy to take a lot for granted and in particular kind of the sensory experience and every now and again i'll have one of these moments of um intense presence and it's just the most beautiful thing in the world and it can be really basic things so for example i went out walking the dogs and um i've you can hear i'm suffering with a, I'm on the tail end of a cold and it's actually it's knocked me out for about a week this thing and so i haven't been able to enjoy my sensory experiences as i might like to you know block nose and all of that went out walking the dogs and it's cold and crisp outside and lovely and um as i walked down the road i got this whiff of like you know um you know, the brand Yankee Candle and they have all of these lovely, and it wasn't a synthetic smell, but it was kind of evocative of, you know, like just, just Christmassy kind of smells. And I know we're not quite in December yet, but it, it was just like this moment of just, just a little moment of delight. And all through the walk, I've been, you know, picking up on just little, little things along the way. Now as a drinker, I would have never noticed any of that because I'd have probably, you know, had a mild hangover and a headache and I'd have been worrying about all the things that I needed to get done that day. And I'd probably been cross with the dogs for, you know, lagging behind and eating shit and all the things that they do on a walk and rolling in shit and just generally shitness is that there's a shit show element. And, and I just wouldn't have been present. And the thing that is uh, this, this last week or so, the last two weeks, actually, I've been talking to a lot of people about, you know, there's something cosmically, there's something going on. We're kind of all feeling this um, state. Some people have described it as feeling flat. Some people have said they kind of feel quite angry. Some people feel depressed. I've been in the kind of the, dep the, the depressed mode. And, and of course, when you're in that and you're in your thoughts, you get, um, you get pulled out of your experience. And I was, I was in a, like a real tiz for quite a bit of like, well, just a funk of like, you know, God, I scolding myself. I need to get myself out of this. And of course, the more that you do that, the more you're stuck in it. But when we can open ourselves up, when we can be present and the senses are the best way to, to do this, because you, you th there they are, then you, you drop back behind all of the ordinary mind stuff and all of the thinking you know the thinking that we desperately want to escape but we can't because we're trying to think our way out of it you drop back from all of that and it, and it doesn't mean that you haven't got things to do that day or things that you need to attend to in your life but you become lucid and you become 
this is I'm really hippie, but you become at one with the only thing that there is. And it's utterly beautiful. And it doesn't matter whether it's the smell that reminds you of Yankee Candle, the looking at the joking about me getting excited about looking at the blades of grass and the dew on the grass. And like, it doesn't matter what the thing is. What matters is this becoming present because that's all that we truly have. And it's the most magical, wonderful thing in the world. And as a drinker, like I, I missed out on so much for so long. So when you are looking at, removing alcohol from your life, taking a break, reducing, like whatever you're doing, it's this opening, this pathway to a really different way to experience your life. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, in a very real way, our senses are kind of mediating and a large part, kind of like a, a large part of well, how our experience is being created, you know, like we walk around and there's a whole bunch of stuff out there and all that do- that data is kind of pouring into all our senses. You know, we don't we don't stop to think very often that our <laughs> our brain is effectively in a box. You know, our brain can't see or smell or any of that stuff. It, ne- it needs like eyes and ears and stuff to help it kind of make a guess as what's going on out there. And this projection that we live in, you know, our senses are a very active and kind of uh, amazing part of that. So when they're kind of dulled, we it impacts that, right? It's and it's it's not that we can't. It's not that when we're under the influence of alcohol, we can't have those moments where we feel, you know, true joy and those kinds of things. But I think it's a little bit like um, who who did this? I can't remember who I saw doing this. It's like a you know, goldfish bowl when you're the fish in it, and when there's like no shit in the water. Um, you know, you can kind of see better and hear better and your experience of like swimming around in your senses and being in the world is kind of clear. But then, you know, we pour some wine in there, we pour a coffee in there, we stick it through cigarettes in there. It was Jason Vale, I think, doing this. Um, you know, you put a load of stuff in the water uh, and it just, you know, we just we just kind of feel that. Things don't seem as clear. And and, and alcohol, yeah, this is kind of the acute way it affects our senses and it's kind of funny, right? Because people have this idea of you know, alcohol being combined with food and, you know, but actually if you go and look at these things, you know, alcohol <laughs> does not help with our taste. It does the complete opposite. And and when we go looking at the science, it often is, it conflicts with what seems to be true to us because we've kind of got used to it or the dulling of our senses has just become kind of normal. Um, and then of course, you know, the way alcohol works with the prefrontal cortex and it's our emotional regulation and our executive function and all this kind of stuff that's going on. It just means that we're kind of less sharp and we're less, um, yeah. And, and that thing you say about that, that moment where you're kind of there with your senses, it's like, there's, there's a few different modes of experiencing. There's kind of direct experience of like just pure awareness and there's and that's like the constant that's always there and then there's the the raw pure sense of emotions and kind of sensations and stuff that's on top of that and that's that's beautiful you know if you're if you're there with the experience of a smell and it's kind of pre-concept you haven't kind of labeled it you're just kind of yes. hit by it and then there's the world of the concept and the conceptual and memory and the things that we overlay on top of the raw experience of what it is to be alive now whenever we fall out of concepts and we fall into the moment and we fall into that kind of soup of data, that's like really rich and, you know, so special. And you're right. Like the things that tend to knock us out of the conceptual are 
you know, that smell hits us that reminds us of something and boom, we're somewhere different or we're watching that sunset and it, Mm. and it's so amazing that it kind of like flows beyond our concept of a sunset. It kind of breaks our ideas and then, and then all of that falls away and we're just, there's no distinction between you and and the sunset. It's just, you're, you you are just sunset, just experiencing Mm. it. Right. And I just think it happens more reliably. Those moments happen more, um, yeah, when we're, when we're not drinking and that kind of stuff, it's just a really beautiful thing that we get to experience those things more. Um, and and what else have we got, right? When we were recording this thing the other day, I said, you know, it might sound like hippie nonsense. Uh, yeah. But what else have we got other than the feeling that we're in and the experience that we're having? It's like, it's all you got. Mm, it is. And I hear so much from people, and I get caught up in this myself, for, you know, the whole thing about there being problems to fix being weighed down by the the world and the things that are, are going on, the circumstantial stuff. And people are always looking for, like, well, what's the tool? What's what's the way to escape this? And as I said earlier, escape the racing mind and get some relief and some reprieve. Well, that that's in this place, in presence, because there's, there's there are no problems there. So frequenting that place not in a striving way but in um uh, an easeful relaxing way relaxing relaxed way and granted it's like it it, it might not naturally well say it might not naturally come to us it, it is natural to us but we've got all of this crap that we've um you know built up on top of how to be so it's it's actually the the removal of that stuff so in in any moment at any point in time the just noticing, the being aware of what's going through your experience at any point in time, that that's it. Because once you start witnessing it, you're not in it anymore. And and people don't kind of like to hear, well, oh, sounds too simple, or like they want some kind of like magic pill to take or tool. Well, that this is it. It's, it, it's a practice and it might not feel or sound super sexy. But when you when you practice and when you reap the rewards of practicing, you know you you're not trying to fill up an imaginary toolbox anymore, and you you find the refuge that you're looking for more readily and more consistently, and and that that feels really good. And it's not to say that you, you're never going to have problems in your life that in terms of um, the circumstantial stuff that goes on, but you've got a different way of viewing it and you can detach yourself from it. And then from that place, when you then re-engage with the world, you're you're more coherent. You can be you can act in a more skillful way than just, you know, trying to think your way out of a man-made problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I even think of it in terms of a practice anymore. You know, it's funny. Like I, I, I can see where you're pointing, but for me, it's like, a, it's almost like a noticing because I mean, I don't, I don't sit and formally meditate half as much as I kind of used to anymore. I, I still, it's not that I don't have a practice to put it in that way, but you know, most of the, the really incredible, profound, beautiful breakthroughs and kind of experiences i've had they they they're off the mat you know they're not um because there's often on when we're on the mat there's often an element of trying and like that that's kind of the 
the kind of um, dance of like trying to release that. And I think the thing about um, noticing is it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Cause it's all, it's very paradoxical. It's like, like you said, it's, it's actually the most natural thing in the world, this experience. Like it's so natural that it's your, it's your natural state. And if you hang out with a young child who doesn't have, you know, the degree of self-concept that we do and all the ideas about how the world works, they're naturally just in this. And then it's more like, it's more like something comes in and kind of eclipses it, but you know, and it's our thoughts and ways of relating to the world. But the cool thing is it's, it can kind of fall away and melt at any time. And it's, you know, Sid Banks, he used to say, uh, like it's one thought away, like that experience of oneness and all the rest of it, all that kind of like hippy dippy stuff. It's like, it's one thought away. And, and, you know, I used to think of that in terms of like, oh, it's like one, like literally one thought. But what what he seemed to be saying was that it's uh, it's like an insight away, or it's that close. It's you just you just need one tiny gap in what's happening, and the whole thing can melt, and you can fall mm-hmm. back into a world that's. And it's kind of like I don't know about you, mate, but when I always find that when you're in that that space, it's kind of a bit like a dream. Like the normal world is like, it seems quite like sort of if you're caught in your mind, it's quite thinky. And, but then you fall into that kind of space and it's like, a yeah, it's got like a dreamlike quality to it. It's kind of very, it's so rich. It kind of does, it just seems a bit mad. Um, and then if we're not careful, we think ourselves out of it, right? Yeah. I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it might have been one of my, in one of my small groups. And I'd, I just had this, you know, one of those, like really blissful moments. I think it was in formal practice. And I was in it. I was like, oh wow, it's fucking amazing. Oh shit, there I am out of it. You know, like it's just like the 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 you know that that clinging, the clinging and the craving. Um but I think that the 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 practice element of it in like the day-to-day, the walking around practice stuff, I think it to me it's important to consider it as practice because people will have an experience they'll have an insight and then they're like but why isn't it like this all the time well you have to keep you have to keep practicing you have to keep um revisiting the place that you found like not that it's necessary what do you mean by practice then as in um becoming lucid as in taking that that place of I'm witnessing the thing as opposed to I'm in the thing. So not that it's necessarily uh, I'm sitting down and taking the seat of consciousness in meditation, but that in your walking around that you're recognising where you're at. That's what I mean. Interesting. Yeah, I guess it's kind of funny. Like it's a because I, I kind of feel... Like if we're caught up, we're caught up. And if we're not, we're not. And I, the thing that I seem to see more and more these days is like, perhaps I think I, open, like being open that it can happen at any time looks to be really rich. I just kind of, I don't know, like the thing, perhaps it's just me in this word practice these days. I just kind of feel like we're falling into the truth of who we are. And I don't really feel like i think we just have to be open that that can that that's always there and we can see it like rather than 
I mean, maybe it's, I think it's probably my interpretation of the word practice that's getting in the way for me, but it's like, if I see it, I see it. And if I don't, I don't. Yeah. I hear and you. you're like, I, yeah, I don't know. But like, it's, it doesn't matter. Like whatever it is that people hear in this conversation is we're both pointing to the exact same place, you know, like how you get, it doesn't really matter how you get there. Right. It's no, it, no, it doesn't. And and you're, you're exactly right in what you say. Um, I think the thing that's, the thing that's common is having the will because that, that that's the openness, the openness to your experience. And actually you're not in control of that anyway, that will. Um, so uh, it's all about I think it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, I've been talking a lot about practice recently because there's been, there've been so many conversations where folks are, not realizing, she said, not realizing that they're caught up, and then when they do realize, the resistance that they're creating for themselves, then the whole thing falls away. But it's the um, the repeated action of remembering is where I'm referring to as as it's it's a practice. It's something to so often I hear people say like. Well, just you know, what's the fucking point? I've got to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I might as well drink. Well, yeah, that's, that's one option. You could do, you could do that, but I don't think that's what you really want. And then this comes back down to to will and you know what's ultimately driving you. So you know whether whether you have the toolkit or not, whether you determine that you are practicing or not, um, it's it's going to be what it's going to be. It's it's, it's going to play out as it plays out and. Um, you get to decide whether you're along for the ride or not. Mm, yeah. God, there's so many things. We don't have time. There's so many things we could... We're um, supposed to be talking about senses. I know. I was just about to say to you, we probably ought to bring it back to senses. It's all gone a bit It's all gone a bit down a rabbit hole again, hasn't it? Never mind. Um, yeah, but I think across the board, it's worth... I think it's probably something... This senses thing is probably... We probably don't give it anything like the amount of uh, weight that it kind of deserves, I think, because we don't I don't know if we even think about it in that way. You know, we talk we talk a lot about kind of how we feel and we talk a lot about, you know, getting our power back and all that kind of stuff. But we actually you don't don't talk about senses that much. And there's not one sense. You know, I, I know we were talking about how there's the acute impact on, you know, smell and taste and all that kind of stuff. And literally with the way alcohol works with with GABA in the brain, it slows down the communications in our central nervous system. So we fall over, we can't talk, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like we literally our senses go to shit when we drink too much. Um, but on top of that, there's the impact that it has on our sleep, is the impact that it has on resources that our body would be using for certain things get, you know, diverted to kind of process alcohol and, and all of that. And actually the more toxic things that alcohol gets processed into as part of the process to kind of get it out the body. So there are things that we we just get used to a kind of world of sensing, which is much lower quality than is on offer when we're, when we're clear. Um, and that's mm. a big deal. That's a big deal. And I just don't know whether well, no, we haven't spoken about it all that much. And I don't hear that many other people talk in that frame anyway. You know, you, you hear like people talking about taste and but as a as a holistic kind of view of like what's happening in your system and how wise your system is and just how much of a like, yeah, thank you. Fucking thank you. Your system gives you when you, 
you know, either drink less or stop drinking or whatever the whatever your journey happens to be. Um, that's many, that's amazing. And if you are in any way interested in, you know, what me and Ellie were waffling on about a minute ago, and you are interested in kind of falling into the moment more and 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 just experiencing the richness of life more if you look for what's actually happening because because in in any moment where we're like i'm bored or oh what's good there's some kind of resistance you can guarantee that we're going to be detached from the reality of what's happening all around us you know just the observation of boredom like or the awareness of what boredom even is in the body you know it can be fascinating just looking around a room and just remembering just how much how many incredible things there are to kind of smell and taste and see and you you know you drop a six-month-old baby in a room with a bunch of stuff like they're just mesmerized they're just walking around you know you don't have to go around licking everything obviously i don't recommend it but um it's it's amazing it's amazing and i think we forget that we massively write it out of uh well innocently just write it out of the things that we gain so i think we're just flying the flag for getting your senses back and by the way i know in some ways this can be a bit kind of scary as well maybe because feelings can kind of we can start to feel things we haven't felt before with a different level of intensity but you know your system's designed for that and you know we've we've made a number of podcasts about you know somatic uh, practices and and making sure you find things that work with your body, particularly in the first six months of being alcohol free or something like that, while your kind of body body and system is recalibrating, finding things that soothe you and and things that amp you up, like at the right time, things whatever it is that you want and need. Um, but yeah, get to know your senses again, fall in love with them again. I think is probably what we're the message we're kind of telling people, right, or trying to give to people. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so many benefits. It's it's opening up, up a, a whole new world. Oh God, I can't speak. A whole, a whole new world for you, to, for you to explore. I don't know if that's actually the lyrics, but there you go. Yeah, uh, that's what came to mind. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that uh, also is available is that you you get to know what your baseline is. You get to know what's going on um, mm. for you. So I, I mentioned when we were talking about this earlier this week that, you know, I had all of this kind of underlying perimenopausal stuff going on just at the point that I was um, stopping drinking. I had no idea. I had no idea. Mm. So, you know, it it could be that you could have all sorts of stuff going on. I've got um, clients at the moment that are talking about, you know, being diagnosed with various different things. And, up until this point, alcohol has been in the way. So, you know, it could be something serious. It could be something mildly serious. It could be something that's just useful to know. You you can get to know, you know, your gut better. You know, we had the recent episode with Dahlia on where we were talking about the, the gut. So it, it gives you a real opportunity to get to know yourself better and and, and live in a more um, conscious authentic fulfilling way uh you know i I, the 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 thing um was it you earlier this week was talking about the the whole memory thing or it might have been when it might be maria when we're talking when she came on with us she was saying about not creating memories Mm. you know when when you drink and um 
it's it, it is wild isn't it just how it hijacks your whole system you know as you said earlier you, you, the, your body's just working to purge the toxin and every every bit of resource is going to that and so you can't do other things um including making memories like how how shit is that um so it, it's a real gift to bring yourself fully back online um although you know that i think that for some folks that there is trepidation and there certainly was a little for me around oh shit like if i choose not to numb anymore then there's going to be a bunch of stuff that i was actively trying to numb that i'm now going to have to face but going like walking into that fire was the the one of the richest experiences you know to to prove to yourself to evidence that you're capable of including your full experience however intense the emotion feels you're capable of including it you teach yourself it's not going to last forever and that there's a purpose to it there's meaning there's value and then you become Here's another word for the merch, unfuckwithable. Unfuckwithable, yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter then. You know, we, we know that there's going to be ups and downs in the life circumstances that we face and challenges and things are going to come up and people are going to leave us and people are going to die and we're going we're to have things to face. But when you know that you're okay, even when you least feel okay, then you're unfuckwithable. That sounds like a magical place to wrap this up. I love mm. it. Yeah, well, there we go. Classic. We were going to talk about senses, ended up talking about some hippie shit and spoke about senses. But uh, yeah, be sure to get yourself over to that merch store. And uh, yeah, maybe Unfuckwithable will, will appear at some point. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, get, get yourself one of these t-shirts before they sell out yeah <laughs> you kick on your face i love it um yeah right team um cool short and sweet this week me and ellie crow have both got somewhere to be very soon so we we had to hop on and uh and record quickly so um i've just finished my chinese cough medicine right on time just seen it right on time. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's ride on time now, don't you? Not right uh, on. Time. I just keep singing it as it is. It's all good. <laughs> Mikey Puncher said to me on the way out, "That's the only thing that I sell that tastes nice." <laughs> well, Enjoy the herbs. <laughs> right, team. Love you all. Anything else to say, Ellie Crow? Say something profound. Found. Oh, man, <laughs> you can't do this to a tired working mum of Fine. three. That was more profound than anybody could ever want. I love it. Much right love. Here. Much love. Later. See you soon. Bye.